Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 293 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as today we take a pause from our Come Follow Me study and cover a few different items. Usually we'd listen to uh, read some listener comments, but we've not had actually that many this week. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've not really had many. Uh, I've not really posted as much on Facebook as I normally do to generate some discussion, and that's for a couple of reasons. Um, one being a, a little scare, a little health scare this week in our family. Uh, I got a temperature on a Tuesday evening, uh, and um, we were very concerned. It obviously could be um, a case of COVID nineteen. Had a test though on Wednesday and got the results Thursday night and it was negative. So that was obviously absolutely fine. But obviously it was a very interesting roller coaster week that we've had and some great highs this week as well. But um, it's just been one of those weeks where, you know, um, well, I've obviously managed to still get the study done and get it out on the podcast, but a few posts from Facebook were missing this week. So bear with me as we uh, resume that this week and we hopefully get some discussion on there on the Facebook group. That'd be lovely. Of course, you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. If, um, and you can post anything you want on there in terms of what, well, any, not anything you want, anything in terms of what you've been studying um, from the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, from the, the restored gospel, anything to do, whether it's the Come Follow Me study or anything else that you've been studying, we'd love to hear your thoughts there. So please do be willing and um, and um, you're absolutely welcome to share your thoughts on what you've been studying on there. Um also, I wanted just to make a little mention about my book. Um, I, I share it on the show notes every day. Uh, it's also on the Facebook group pin as one of the pinned announcements that I do have a book, um, which I'm very pleased with. Um, and and I'd love for, for anyone that's interested uh, to, um, to to purchase. It's uh, it's very very cheap, particularly as an ebook, uh, and it's called From Father to Child: Right Raising a Child to Spiritual Strength in Generation Alpha. And basically, it just um, outlines a, several uh, gospel topics and principles which I felt very inspired about, particularly around the beginning of the pandemic, which I wanted my children to understand as they grow up uh, and move into their adolescent years and in four or five years' time. Um, and so. Um, it was just some thoughts that I put together and and really just kind of flowed from there. And it was a really wonderful experience to write. I've had three three reviews now on Amazon, which which is really wonderful. And they've been so positive. Um, two, two five stars and a four star review was, was, is wonderful so far. So please, if you have purchased a copy, I'd really um, ask if you could just leave a review on there. Uh, and if you haven't got a copy yet, it's it's a few dollars, I think, or a few pounds for the ebook. Um, I'd love you to, to have a look at that. And it's about over 200 pages, so it's well worth the value. And um, just let me know what you think. I'd love to hear some thoughts and insights. I know that when I did do the book originally or suggested the idea of the book, there was quite a few people that thought it was a good idea. So it'd be great to have your uh, your reviews on the Amazon sites. That'd be great if you could just spare those few minutes. Um, the, the thing that's... Um, oh, and the other thing I want to share with you before I go into the main thing that I've studied um, or looked at this week... Uh, is that we do have now recorded, ready, ready to go, uh, two podcast interview um, episodes uh, with a couple of podcast listeners. Some of you may remember back in July, we did our first um, podcast episode where we had a guest studier on who was Jason Sant. And I do know that Jason and I are trying to meet up again uh, at some point virtually. So if Jason, if you're listening, uh, still willing to meet up. But um, this week, you are you are going to be privileged to have two episodes where we have some guest studiers on the podcast. And so uh, they are going to, I think, come go out on Thursday and Friday. So please do make sure you're listening, especially on those days as we dive 
dive into the end of third Nephi and fourth and the, and re, and study fourth Nephi. Some great insights from from the couple that I am um, I studied with. And I can't wait to share those episodes with you. So very excited for that. Uh, in terms of today, uh, what I want to share with you is an article that came up in the church news this week. Uh, it popped up about four days ago now, so not very, very recently. But um, when I, when it came up, I thought I've got to share this because this is such an important article and an interesting one as well. Um, if you are have the, if you don't have the church news app, I strongly recommend you getting that. It is very useful. It's not something I check every single day, but you get kind of important news updates, and whenever you check, there are things to to kind of draw your attention to. And, and the thing I was looking at. Um, this week, which, which caught my interest, is actually an article from um, the church news about um, Elder Bednar. And the title says, Elder Bednar to G20 Forum, Understanding Religion as Essential, Reflections on COVID, on the COVID-19 Crisis and the Place of Religion. Uh, and there's a wonderful picture of Elder Bednar there speaking with um, the G20 um, for virtual global forum there. Um and I thought this was fascinating. It's basically, to give a bit of context, the G20 Interfaith Forum is an international assembly of religious leaders and political representatives. Sister Sharon Eubank also spoke to this group, uh, and her article is also on the church news. But I wanted to share Elder Bednar's because he had a very um, forthright and very straightforward um, matter that he wanted to um, put before the, the group. Uh, and I'll just read this quote from what he said. He said, quote, The ongoing pandemic has demonstrated that some government officials fail to understand how and why religion is fundamental to the lives of billions of people. COVID-19 regulations have often, have often distinguished between essential and non-essential activities and then treated religious activities as non-essential. This completely misconceives how vital religion is to people's lives, close quote. Now, obviously, he was referring to religion as, in, as a whole, uh, and, and as of course he should, um, because obviously, if we're going, to, if he's going to state the claim that um, our religion and our faith is is, is not un, is is essential, then all religions and people's faiths are essential. Their opportunity to worship. Now, many of you will have remembered near the start of the pandemic that when we had um, major national lockdowns, um, that there were there were businesses and there were functions which had to be established as basically essential or non-essential and basically all non-essential activities had to stop um all the essential ones were obviously things like um, shopping places where people could purchase food um hospitals obviously um there was uh, other to be honest I've, i know there's a list of buildings and, and um groups uh, public transportation as is another um is another you know um operation that was deemed as essential as well so other things like that were, were, were deemed as, as essential but generally in all the nations of the world religion was was deemed non-essential and therefore had to shut down its physical doors for for many months um and i remember elder bednar actually making a point about this a couple of months ago but he has actually addressed this to the g20 virtual faith virtual forum as well and i thought this was an interesting um interesting points that he had to make from this he does go on to say that, of course, he doesn't, and these aren't his words, but he's basically saying that, of course, governments were right to close down many functions. Governments were right to try and protect the, the physical safety of the individuals in their countries. But then he says, quote, surely at least part of the crisis of legitimacy, legitimacy 
diplomacy in the response to COVID-19 arises from the failure of some policymakers to account properly for the centrality of faith in the lives of believers, close quote. Um, he's very strong here. He's saying that, you know, basically religion shouldn't have been deemed as non-essential. Religion should have been should have been an opportunity to continue, should have had an opportunity to continue. He said, quote, for billions of people around the world, religion is the very center of our lives and the core of our identity. Our faith calls us upon us to love God above all else. It defines who and what we are, how we understand the meaning of our lives and how we live each day. It is the source of our strength, consolation and hope amidst sorrow, travail and death. Faith traditions are the incubators and shapers of family and community life, creating and sustaining the spiritual ties that link and bind people together. Religion transmits moral and social truths to the next generation. Can anything be more vital? Close quote. Uh, he makes the point that, that religion is essential, that it was it's necessary um, that um, re- religion is, is allowed to continue uh, in people's lives. There is much more he says uh, in this article, but the but the one bit that I want to share before we finish uh, today is this. Um, he said, quote, my call is for respect, accommodation and cooperation for creative solutions that mitigate the threat of COVID-19 while not cutting people off from an essential part of their lives. In many instances, the lack of such respect has backfired, creating suspicion toward government and the undermining of its legitimate efforts to control the pandemic. Choosing to disrespect religion rather than find ways to safely accommodate it has serious consequences. It infringes on the on the dignity of believers. It harms numerous personal and communal interests, and it diminishes trust in the important efforts of public health officials. Close quote. Um, Elder Bednar is not mincing his words here. He's not saying, oh, well, we understand why it had to happen at that point. You know, you know, we can see why the decision was made. Let's just please not, not let it happen in future. He is categorically saying that it should not have happened. Their religion, the opportunity to worship should not have been closed off for many billions of believers around the world, whatever their faith or religion. Um, and he is asking his calling that government officials do take that heed. And in future, if such if such draconian measures have to be taken uh, into place again, that religion is not one of those um, functions, or I can't think of the word, but one of those uh, facilities that is not deemed as non-essential. Um, my dad and I were talking about this and about um, you know the fact that in the UK, there is obviously another spike, uh, as there is in many places in the world right now, of, of the virus, of virus cases. Um, and we were talking about how where we live in Manchester, we're not yet, we've not yet been moved to the very high category of um, transmission, although we, we virtually are uh, probably going to be moving into a tier three, which basically means we are of highest risk, one of the highest risk places in the country uh, for transmissions of the virus. Um, and he said, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, we're not, he's not really sure how, you know, someone could look at what we do at church on a Sunday and say that it, that it isn't safe. We come in, our, our congregation is very good at, at keeping two to two metres apart. Face masks all, are all on. The sacrament is done with sanitised hands multiple times and gloves um, as well. Um, the bread and the water is in individual cups, which are only taken by the one person and then they're disposed of immediately in a, in a separate bag and all these things. And, you know, when I look at that practice and I look at, you know, I, I, I've mentioned many times I'm a school teacher. When I go into school, things are not as sterile and as as safe uh, at, at where i work 
as it is in church. And yet schools are places where that the governments are very clearly saying they need to stay open. And I agree with that. They do need to. Um, but I'm also making the point that religion can be can be done. Can be, people can worship in safe, COVID secure ways. And so hopefully um, we, we can move forward as believers with that and make sure and and speak up and say how we can make sure that we can do this safely whilst making sure that we continue to look after not just the physical, but also our, the spiritual health of our members as well. Thank you very much for listening today. Um, I'll share the, the, the link to the full article uh, in the show notes and I'll share it in the podcast group. It was a very interesting article, I do have to say. Um, please do um, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus, Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Um, where you can, again, hear more discussion and share your thoughts on there. And please do email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourself or just private message me on social media as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.